Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash I do. What's going on, Love Tribe? Thank you for tuning in to another show. 
We have a fun one for you today where we welcome Susan Piver, and she is the New York Times bestselling author of nine books, including The Hard Questions, which we talk about today, the award-winning How Not to Be Afraid of Your Own Life, The Wisdom of a Broken Heart, and Start Here Now, an open-hearted guide to the path and practice of meditation. And today we talk with Susan about, it's actually a re-release of her classic book, The Hard Questions. And she tells us why she wrote the book, but it's basically questions to ask ourselves and our partners to get to know them better and to get to know ourselves better. And one of the great things that that I've come to, to realize is that a lot of times there's a lot to learn in a question and not necessarily a predefined answer or looking up how use these key things to improve your relationship, rather a question to ourselves or our partners because it's more of an open-ended answer that we can we can come to or think about or discuss. So that's really what Susan was going for in designing this book. And some of the questions she'll ask during the the show will be thought-provoking, and we encourage you to ask yourselves and your partners. And she made a really good point when we were talking about you know, birthdays during the the podcast and how they're important to some people, but not to others. And, you know, they're important to me, but not to Chase. And she asked Chase the question, well, why is it not important to you? Um, Because, you know, we're always questioning ourselves, why is something important? So it's important to also ask the opposite. So. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. There's, there's multiple sides to a question. So we'll let you know next time why birthdays are not important to Chase. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure that out. (laughs) Well, anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, for checking out our website. Uh, We have over 300 episodes there at idpodcast.com. So if there's a specific episode or topic you're looking for, head on over there to check it out or send us an email. We'll be happy to send you some recommendations. Enjoy today's show. Susan, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Today, we're going to talk about the revised and expanded edition of your classic relationship book that's coming out June 22nd, and that is The Hard Questions. And I was curious, maybe we could start with what led you to write the book in the first place when it was first released, and then we'll dive into the different questions, and it'll be fun for us and our listeners to maybe ask themselves the questions or ask their partner as we go. That sounds great. Yeah. I never intended to write a book. I never intended to write this book, but I was getting married. And I had never been married, and but I'd had other relationships that were wonderful or at least fine until they weren't, and then they ended. And so I, I just wondered why would that not happen with this person? Sure, we loved each other, but I loved the other people I'd had relationships with too, and those relationships had ended. So what would, how would this be any different? So I, I went to the, to the bookstore because it was back in the day when people went to bookstores and I looked at books about marriage and 80% of them were about what to wear. And 20% perhaps were about 
like deep psychological wounds and how you could get over them so that you could hold on to love. And none of those were meaningful to me. I mean, I like, I wanted to know what to wear and stuff, but none of that was what I was looking for. I was looking for, how do you make a commitment that's honest? Knowing that feelings change and desire changes and, and personalities change and so on. So anyway, I had this realization at some point in my wanderings and searching for wisdom and so forth, that the reason my other relationships had ended was not because we didn't love each other. I still love all the people I ever loved, I think. Rather, they ended because one of us did not love the life that we were creating together. So that was a kind of surprising insight. Oh, just because you love someone doesn't mean you're going to be able to create a life together that you love. And in fact, when push comes to shove in a long-term relationship, it's the life issues, money and spirituality and family. Those are the things that tend to cause disconnects. And so I realized with my then boyfriend that I didn't know that much about how he viewed our life. I knew how he felt about me and how I felt about him, but what was this kid going to call me? And were we going to keep our money in the same bank account and so forth? Those are the questions I started to write down for us. And that eventually became this book, The Hard Questions. So let's dive into some of the questions. And you have different key areas and covers a broad range of what makes up a life in a relationship. So maybe we can go over some questions and then in the meta talk about like why you chose those questions or how you might answer them or what you've seen or had feedback from. So maybe you could start with uh, the area that you think we should start with as far as um, the area in which we're going to ask ourselves and our partner questions. Okay. Yeah. I, the areas that I suggest people start with are the areas that might be deal breakers for them. And those can be different areas for different people. So there are some uh, questions like about children. Will we have children? That if two people have different answers, that could really be a deal breaker because you can't have different answers on that question. It's really important to have agreement. Of course, people change their minds and so on. But if one person really wants children and the other person really doesn't, that's very important to know. And that might sound obvious, but it's been surprising to me to discover that there are people well on their way to planning a life together that don't know how to answer this question, don't know their partner's answer. So that's one place to start. Another place to start that could be a breaker are questions about spirituality. Will we share a religious tradition or will we raise our children with a specific tradition? What holidays will we celebrate? For many couples, these are questions that may be interesting or you can agree, you can disagree, and it's not that big of a deal. But for some people, these are deal breaker questions and that's totally their prerogative and their right. And then the, the final area that can be uh, riddled with deal breakers is money. And there are no right or wrong answers here. Someone might want a lot of money. That's fine. Someone might be like, no, 
money's not my primary interest. I'm more interested in other things. That's fine too. But if you're on different pages with those questions, uh, then it can create significant issues in creating a life that both of you love. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving relationship advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero. .co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing and they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 0 grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie, their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was hero bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any hero bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at hero.co. When you work full-time, have kids, and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple-step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy... No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code IDO when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. 
It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Those are starting with the deal breakers is super important. And, and as you mentioned, deal breakers are different for everyone. So understanding what your deal breakers are is a great place to start. So how about some, some of the questions that will, we've gone over the deal breakers you're, and, and you're getting to know your partner more intimately. Like you said, it's like you realize you didn't really know your boyfriend that well. What are some of the questions that are really fun to help get a deeper understanding of who our partner is? Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that question. The most sort of evocative question for us was, will we keep our money in the same bank account? which might sound like a really creepy question because nobody likes to talk about money or it might sound like an obvious, well, of course, we'll keep it together because we're both 20 years old and we don't have any money or, or of course, we'll keep it apart because we're older and we're divorced and whatever. People may know the answer to that question right away, but we did not. We had different answers. My answer was, hell no, we're not keeping our money in the same bank account. Uh, he... He, he had a, he was divorced. I didn't want to be questioned about the things I spent money on. I had my own business, et cetera, and so forth. It's, that's a totally fine answer. I'm, I don't want to keep our money together. I think we should keep it separate for my own, what I thought were, and indeed were, completely reasonable reasons. His answer was, of course, we're keeping our money in the same bank account, because how far are you going to take this, Susan? Are you going to have your own milk carton in the refrigerator? You know, how are we going to figure out what to buy if you have your money and I have my money? But the biggest, bigger issue for him was, are you in or are you out? That's what it meant to him. I'm not saying that's what the question means, but that's what it meant to him. So I realized after much conversation and grumpiness that him reason was more important than my reason in this particular case. He saw it as a, an issue of commitment. And so I conceded. Uh, this is now going on 20 years ago. So that has been our answer ever since. And it's not to say that we don't get in arguments about why did you spend this? Or why did you spend that? As most couples do. But it created a sense of closeness for us, that was very meaningful. So will we keep our money in the same account? And then another question that was 
powerful for us, again, was about, about money. And of course, nobody wants to ask another human being these questions. So I get that. But how much money do you have? And how much debt do you have? So it all, you know, the intention with which you ask these questions can be benign and caring or like creepy and grabby. You know, it really depends on what's in your heart. But we really didn't know. We really didn't know. Uh, and because when you date someone, you don't ask them these questions. <laughs> that would be weird. Uh, but when you get married and you throw your lot in together, as, as we plan to do, these questions are really important because they indicate a lot about quality of life, values, and so forth. So we had the longest conversations about those questions and one other question, which is where will we live? Because we lived in two different places. Many couples who answer these questions, they may already live together. So it was not, not a big deal. But at this point, I lived in New York City and he lived in Boston. And we both had very compelling reasons to remain where we were. And it was, that was that question took us not three days or three hours to answer. It took us three years wow. to answer, including the first two years of our marriage. We continued to live separately. So the hard questions don't necessarily have automatic answers. And of course, the answers can change. And I also want to add, you don't have to agree. Um, these aren't questions. You don't have to agree. What you have to do, I suggest, is know each other by your answers, not create a contract. How did you come to a conclusion to combine your bank accounts when you felt that you wanted them separate? What made you, I don't want to say concede to what he wanted, but what made you feel okay with doing that? I realized that what it meant to him was far more powerful than what it meant to me. What it meant to him was, she's committed to us. What it meant to me was, oh, this will be less of a hassle for me. You know, so clearly, and, and I could have stuck to my guns. I, I wouldn't have been wrong to do so. But I saw that it was a heart issue for him, like a love issue. And for me, it was simply a practical issue. Also, I haven't spent a lot of money on my haircuts <laughs> I didn't want to argue about that. <laughs> but it, it just meant something to him that was much more nuanced and important, I would say, than what it meant to me. And there were questions for which the opposite was true. And what it meant to me was more weighty, more nuanced, more powerful than what it meant to him. And sometimes he conceded and sometimes he didn't. But it's helpful to see, well, what this question means to him is not what it means to me. And then out of a sense of, I would say, agency and uh, empowerment, mm -hmm. I chose to do it his way, not as a concession, but as a gift. And when you came to those terms, did you, were there any negotiations? Like you don't want to be told how much you can spend on your hair or anything like that? <laughs> I, I don't want to be told how much I could spend on anything, but I also don't want to stress our family. And I don't want 
I may feel like X is fine to spend on personal care and he may not. So one of the questions in the book is how much do we need, what above what amount? I know I'm not saying this as it is phrased in the book more elegantly, but what is the number above which we need to talk about a purchase? For some people, it may be 50 bucks. For some people, it may be $5,000 or $10,000 or $500. But what is the number above which we need to confer before either of us spends it? So I can't remember what we came up with, but whatever it was, you know, we've been married now for more than 20 years. Uh, we honored it. And we've got, often we just, oh yeah, no problem. Or, or we would get in a fight, but... The important thing was we honored our agreement with each other. So it, 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 I, un, I understand the question you're asking, and it can easily turn into a power issue. Like who's got power over who, who has power over the money? You make more than me, or I make more than you, therefore, should I have more? No, none of that, fortunately, was the issue for us. Although that was just because we were lucky, I think. You know what I'm saying? You give the example of the shared bank account. It's so valuable to ask these questions because it's not a yes or no answer and that it's more complicated than how I feel about my money in the bank. Like we've talked about money on this show before. We've had whole episodes dedicated to it, but there's a lot of underlying meaning in how someone feels about dealing with money and a lot of our lives are full of underlying meaning. So if we can ask our partner, another question you have are what are our professional goals? And it's like, yeah, that's good to think about. And that can, that can to have a goal or whatever, but it'll also be revealing of someone's priorities or values. Like, are you, is your professional goal to become president of the company so that you can make lots of money? And it's like, well, maybe I don't, that's not valuable to me that you're so career driven necessarily. So just mm -hmm. thinking about those underlying answers to the questions is really where the, the insight is to be found. That is spot on. Exactly right. That is totally the idea. Not to have charts and graphs, you know, about how your life is going to go but so that you can know each other, so that you can be intimate with each other, so that you can share who you are. And these questions, just as you say, reveal what is important to you, what you prioritize, what scares you. And these are the important things. And they tend to, these issues of what is meaningful and what is frightening tend to manifest in real life circumstances as opposed to conversations about one's psyche. So we act out the things we're afraid of or long for in the way we treat money or the way we relate to someone else's parents. And, and those are, the, you're absolutely right. Those are the important things to reveal. And that's why these questions can be useful. And in addition, yes, all these questions are going to come up anyway. And it's far more advantageous to answer them in a peace, in a time of peace 
than as a point of conflict. Can you give an example of uh, maybe a thought-provoking question that might be interesting to ask our partner to really get maybe a different angle of them that we wouldn't otherwise have? You know, interestingly, any of the questions can provoke the mystery of who your partner is. It just sort of depends on who they are. But one area is family. You know, what, even though this may sound like a fairly prosaic question, what holidays and events do we feel are important to spend with our families of origin, if any? You know, I may think, well, I've always, my Thanksgiving is the biggest holiday in my family. So, of course, that's really important to me. And we're going there on Thanksgiving. And my partner may feel like, I don't want, I don't want to continue any of those traditions. Those were sources of pain for me growing up. And I prefer that we just do these things, you know, you and me in our home. Well, both of those answers could be heartbreaking for the other person. And can reveal a lot about who each other is. And it may, again, seem like a a mundane question. What holidays do you want to celebrate and with whom? But the way we answer that question, just one example, can reveal a lot of pain, a lot of hope, a lot of fear. That's really valuable. And like you said, it depends on on the person, which question is going to do that. But yeah, I, I have an idea. Like birthdays are not important to me, like my mm-hmm. own birthday. I And I've realized that some people it's like a big deal. And I, I'll... Like me. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I even, I had a friend who had a birthday the other day and, and they had like a flyer for their party. And I'm like, you're 34, like get over yourself. But then I was like, yeah, but that's through my perspective. And maybe and more than likely there's a lot of deeper meaning there. And, and so, yeah, asking that question might even get that other person thinking and probably will be like, Oh yeah. Why is my birthday so important? Or why is Thanksgiving so important to me. And so there's a lot of value in that too, of just being asked the question and thinking about those things, but giving ourselves a, a deeper understanding of our partner, but or deeper understanding of ourselves. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney Show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. 
This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. Money is one of the biggest stressors in relationships. While worrying about it doesn't help a ton, Earnin actually does. Our sponsor, Earnin, is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Many couples end up fighting about finances, especially when surprise costs arise. Earnin allows you to seamlessly deal with that unexpected trip to the vet or the last-minute gift for loved ones without any stress, letting you and your partner focus on what really matters. Earnin is helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient and to worry and fight less about money. All of this without debt trap, mandatory fees, or credit checks. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download Earnin app, type in relationship advice under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's relationship advice under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. And why isn't my birthday important is also an interesting question. And why isn't (laughs) Thanksgiving important is interesting not to get you to change or to get Sarah to change, but so that you can just know each other better. That's... That's the whole key. And it's speaking of, you know, learning about oneself, uh, I've, one of the things that surprised me about this book over the years is how many people have answered the hard questions who aren't in a relationship, but want to know, want to become more clear about who and what they're looking for. Like what is important to me? doesn't mean it has to be, my partner has to have the same answers, my future partner, but I want to get more clear about the kind of life I want and the kind of partner, not I'm going to visualize the person with a good sense of humor and not that, but what am I really looking for? Who am I really looking for? Who am I? These questions somehow for some people have been useful in, in, in that regard. It took, I think, many, many years for Chase and I to finally come to an understanding about birthdays. And it really wasn't until... I finally realized that my birthdays were so so special to me because it was the time when my dad would usually be around or show up or send gifts. And so I had, you know, kind of this good memory of my father on my birthday because I I didn't live with him. So, Mm -hmm. and I didn't even really realize that until I like really thought about it. Like, I think we probably had a podcast episode that made us think about, you know, certain things. And so I did. And then I think, you know, after I explained that to Chase, it was, you kind of got it a little bit more, right? Absolutely. It was, yeah. So it allows you to really understand your partner so much better when you realize the answers to these questions too. 
That is so beautiful. It's beautiful that you realized it. And it's sweet and tender to hear the reason why your birthday is important. And that faith understood and then presumably could see it differently. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that you were thinking, well, why, why does the birthday have to be so important? But now you know why. And that heart opening. Mm -hmm. it, it begins with a heart opening to yourself, just as you described, Sarah. You, it must have taken some, some courage, some softening, some gentleness on your own part to acknowledge what it meant and then to share it. And that gentleness and heart opening and softness is, of course, at the root of loving each other. Another good one that I'm assuming came out in the updated version of the book is how do you feel about sharing our life on social media? And totally. Yeah. And that's like, just reading that, it's like, oh, that's a loaded one. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's like the way, it's just like this whole other dimension of what it means to be a human today and social interaction and what we project to the world. But there is a lot in that question that I think that's valuable, especially to ask ourselves too, to ask your partner, but to ask ourselves what does it mean for me to share personal things on social media? Why am I doing that? I think that's an important one. I agree. And when this book first came out, there was no social media. Yeah. So that's, that's how long it's been around. And yes, it was really interesting to think of what questions should go in the revised edition. And that, that was the first thing that came to mind. And there are some people who feel like, well, I don't want anything on social media. That's completely understandable. And there are others who feel like, well, this is the way I keep in touch with friends and family and people all over the world who I otherwise would lose contact with. And I want them to see our kids. I want them to see this new thing that we bought, a new chair or whatever. Neither person is right or wrong. But to have that dialogue and to find out what it means to each other is the key. Beautiful. Yeah, I think that's a good one for our listeners to think about because it got me thinking. Um, I kind of made a decision a few years ago that, yeah, I was just automatically, in my opinion, oversharing. And this is a new thing, social media. And I don't think our brains are really designed to deal with it well. On the giving end, we're posting stuff or receiving when you're looking at things. So, I think that's an important question uh, for our listeners to ask themselves. Before we wrap up, Susan, are there any questions you want to leave with our listeners or any insight um, you can share to having written this book and with the revised edition coming out? Um, and then we'll say goodbye. Thank you. Um, I included questions in this new edition about issues that were not nearly as intense when it was first written. And my hope is that in discussing these particular issues, people can feel, come to a greater understanding of each other. And those are questions that have to do with politics because it, the divide is extreme and it was not 20 years ago. And some ability to have a conversation between people of differing views. Uh, 
it was really important to me to include that and also to include questions that were not as binary and, uh, you know, gender focused. So my hope for this new edition is that it's more spacious and inclusive for anyone who wants to love for a lifetime. And where can our listeners uh, find more information about your book or how to contact you? Uh, the book is uh, on Amazon and my website is susanpiver.com. And those are the best places to find out more about it. Wonderful. Well, we'll have the links to um, your book and your website on the show notes and in the podcast description. And thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the show today. Thank you both. Lovely to speak with you. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show, guys. As always, the links will be in the podcast description as well as on the show notes on our website at idopodcast.com. Dot com. And while you're on our website, we hope you guys check out our free 14 day happy couple challenge. Uh, it's a challenge where we send you a daily email for 14 days with easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And it's honestly just a whole lot of fun to do with your partner. It's something new and we think you guys will really enjoy it. So check it out. And while you're on the website, there are tons of free resources as well as more information about our online course, Spark My Relationship, where our listeners can get $100 off. So check that out. You can go directly to the course website at sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. And that's where you can get the $100 off. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next week. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com